0: Hello, everyone. I'm Sam. I'm Caitlin. And I'm Mo. And this is Team Get Over Yet.
1: We're an all female team participating in the greatest motoring adventure on the planet,
0: the Mongol Rally. We'll be driving 10,000 miles across mountains, deserts,
1: and unknown terrain.
0: And along the way, we hope to spread our feminist and environmental ideals.
1: Join us here as we share our stories, thoughts, and interviews as we get ready for the Mongol Rally 2021. Uh,
0: don't you mean 2022?
1: SHIT! Hello, welcome back.
0: Hey, thanks for tuning
1: in. So today our episode is about something that has been a major issue for a long time now and is hopefully going to come to an end soon.
0: Yes, it is a very serious environmental issue that was in the news as recent as last a week ago, sorry, <laughs> with a really wild incident occurring in the Gulf of Mexico.
1: That's right, you guessed it, it's the oil. And anyway, Yay. if you didn't guess it, that's okay too, because the intro was a little vague.
0: That's right. <laughs> it sure was, uh, so let's get to it. So last month, the Keystone XL Pipeline project was finally abandoned by tc energy causing the company to lose about 2.2 billion cda so canadian dollars uh but we Mm -hmm. don't really care about that nope (laughs) the keystone (laughs) no we don't care about the money no we Uh care about the other stuff uh the keystone pipeline was supposed to be constructed to deliver oil in a beeline to the border of nebraska and kansas branching the already existing keystone pipeline pipeline sorry Mm-hmm. The current Keystone Pipeline carries oil oil from the tar sands in Alberta through Saskatch- Saskatchewan.
1: Oh, very Did good. Did I say that right?
0: Yeah, yes. Saskatchewan. And Manitoba. Mm-hmm. <laughs> then cuts through south south through the Dakotas, Nebraska, Kansas, Oklahoma, and into Texas.
1: Yeah, the Keystone Pipeline is divided into three phases. So the Keystone XL was supposed to be phase four. The first two phases deliver oil to the American Midwest at a capacity of 590,000 barrels per day. Uh, The third phase, which runs from the Midwest down to Texas, has a capacity to deliver up to 700,000 barrels per day. Phase four would have seen Canadian oil mixed with crude oil from Montana and North Dakota and would have delivered more oil more quickly to the south.
0: Mm. In 2015, President Obama delayed the project over environmental concerns. Then, Trump tried to get the ball rolling again in 2017. In January 2021, President Biden signed an executive order to revoke the permit. And finally, the project was abandoned on June 9th of this year. Over the past few years, the general populace seems to have become more interested in green energy and lowering their emissions. Thanks to environmentalists like uh, Greta Thornburg... I'm not sure how to say that last, ne- the next one. Uh,
1: good, good, uh, Wen- good luck.
0: Wangari. Wangari thi- Mathai. I think. Mathai. Yeah. Uh, sorry if I mispronounced that. I'm not 100% sure on the pronunciation. And then uh, Vanessa Nakate. Nakate.
1: Or I, really or I, I mean think the she's holidays. from, oh God, where she's from. I think Nekate? she's from Nigeria. So maybe Nakate.
0: Yeah, maybe Nakate, mm-hmm. and then David Suzuki and Al Gore, I guess.
1: <laughs> yeah, I anymore. guess. I mean, I guess Al Gore <laughs> counts. <laughs> uh,
0: <laughs> it appears that certain world leaders, at least, are taking current climate crisis the current climate crisis seriously, which yeah. is good.
1: Which is good. It is good, but the reality is that we are still depending way too much on petroleum products to be able to call it a victory for the environment yet. Because drilling, fracking, seismic reflection, and pipe laying have environmental consequences that go far beyond the scope of emissions and greenhouse gases. Therefore, and many people agree on this, we need to stop using petroleum products and gas altogether and as soon as possible.
0: Yep. So uh, put those plastic bags away and never pick them up again.
1: Yeah. Plastic uh, and then I- even just like <laughs> stop driving your cars.
0: Hey, hey. <laughs> get one of them electric ones,
1: no, no, I mean, like yeah, I mean, you know, I'm in Seoul lately, uh, I've been seeing a lot more electric cars, like there's a couple Teslas rolling around, Hyundai has like mm-hmm. you know hybrid and electric cars. It's becoming more and more popular, I think that eventually we're gonna sooner than later see the phasing out altogether of uh gas and diesel cars
0: vehicles, yeah,
1: yeah, they're gonna be gone
0: as long as I get to keep my six shift, I'm happy, I don't care. <laughs> Mm. I like my manual transmission, so as long as they get to keep that, I'm a happy girl.
1: <laughs> maybe, maybe. Mm.
0: So um, about a week prior to this recording date, a fire erupted underwater. Hmm. How does mm-hmm. that happen? And burned for five hours until the workers were able to put it out using nitrogen. The blaze was due to a gas leak in an underwater pipe connected to, and this is the real name, forgive me for mispronouncing it again, the Zap oil platform
1: that's that's the real name Uh, it sounds like an alien name or something from a sci-fi novel
0: (laughs) it it sure does (laughs) that's one of those like name generators like hey i don't know how to name this thing let's just look it up
1: (laughs) yeah
0: uh so the company responsible for this insane disaster is premix who claims that bad weather caused this doomsday level prior to appear in the ocean though they insist that there was no spill quotation marks per se
1: yeah, exactly. So they're they're out there claiming like, oh, nothing was spilled into the ocean, and it's like, but how did a fire <laughs> happen underwater? What was right. burning? Yeah, oh.
0: right. You you can't burn water unless you have something on top of said water that to burn. So yeah. try again, sir. Try again.
1: Have you seen the pictures? No, I haven't. It's literally it's under the water. It's insane.
0: Oh yeah, no, I don't doubt it. There have been multiple yeah. um, underwater. Uh, fires caused by oil or around oil pipelines because there have been minor spills or larger spills depending so i'm not i'm not overly surprised by this at all
1: yeah 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 but it's it's weird to see and you're totally right there have been others so the site of this um demon summoning gone wrong is very close to the location of an 88,200 gallon oil spill that occurred in 2016 though this time at a field owned by royal dutch shell since 2012 there have been 147 oil spills in the gulf of mexico alone and that's not Mm -hmm. counting the infamous Deepwater horizon spill in 2010 which released more than 200 million gallons of oil into the ocean do you remember that i think it was like was that oh yeah yeah yeah
0: i remember that they it was it was a big deal they were cleaning up oil from that spill for like easily three to four years afterwards
1: yeah yeah i think i think if i'm not mistaken like there's still some uh like issues surrounding that like yeah like there's still some areas that have kind of like more oil on them than is healthy i
0: i wouldn't be surprised that they were still finding um patches of of just like oil just sitting on top of the water Mm. um in the bayous and uh smaller like little uh water areas
1: yeah. <laughs> the wetland areas water, yeah, wetlands, along the yeah. coast thank
0: you sorry i'm just like struggling with for words right now
1: <laughs> words are hard dude yeah
0: i wouldn't be surprised if they found it in some of the wetland areas just because like uh there's hundreds of miles of that along the gulf alone and like it really impacted the habitats of those animals and like it's still you know even if it isn't on the surface level it could potentially have sunk in and seeped into the ground, which means that the yeah. uh, plants are soaking it up. And you don't know what that's going to do to the animals that are going to eat those plants. Ugh, such a big it's plant. not
1: good, guys. It's not good. It isn't good. It's not good at all.
0: No. So, uh, believe it or not, this wasn't even the first time that the ocean has caught fire this year. Surprising.
1: Yeah, this, this <laughs> <In> year. <laughs> this year. This year,
0: yes. In May, the water caught fire near the shores uh, in uh, Lagos, Nigeria. Some people thought it was an act of God, but it was more likely that an NPC pipe carrying petroleum sprung a lake. Then on July 4th, yay, Independence <laughs> Day, haha. I
1: hate fireballs. patriotic.
0: <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> American here. <laughs> uh, a fireball shot into the air from somewhere in the middle of the Caspian Sea. Mm. uh this time it probably wasn't a gas lake that caused the flames but a mud volcano Mm. either way the water being on fire three times in the first half of one year is seriously bad juju guys
1: yeah i mean if you're one of those people who kind of you know uh, pays attention to omens and you believe in that kind of stuff superstitious supernatural things then it's like this is not (laughs) this is not not a good way to go nah (laughs) fireballs oceans on fire
0: Although I have to say, it probably if it was caused by like a mud volcano, that would probably be really cool to like see. Just like I will, the... there's
1: there are videos online. I really recommend oh. looking them up because it is spectacular. It's sort of like in the video, somebody's just looking out at the horizon, like into the middle of the Caspian Sea, and there's just this like very solid orange glow. And then the camera kind of moves in, and then suddenly you just see like this, like this big column of fire coming up from the ocean, and like you know propelling itself into the sky it's it's phenomenal cool yeah and apparently i'm ready to watch it yeah i mean it's really cool and then apparently in the caspian sea there are quite a few rigs like uh like drilling rigs so people think that it could be made by that but it seems more likely that it is from the actual mud volcanoes and it's not the first time the mud mud volcanoes have done something like this um Mm -hmm. so basically in the mud volcanoes are really cool i was reading up a little bit about that because i hadn't really heard of it before but instead of spewing yeah. lava, like basically just like the sludge comes up, but I guess the sludge is kind of heated. And then whenever like some minerals or rocks are sort of like rubbing together, like during the explosion, I guess it can cause sparks and then it can like set the whole thing on fire. It's pretty cool. Yeah.
0: I, I'm pretty sure the mud volcanoes are um, expelling more gases mm. with the mud on top of it, which is what comes up and out and erupts rather mm. than... Uh, the lava itself, which is why when it catches on, which is why it c- can catch on fire and erupt like that. Yeah. The yeah, fireball.
1: Yeah. yeah. That stuff is so cool. <laughs> but anyway, so drilling, oil drilling is a 24 hours a day, seven days a week operation, which destroys habitats, poisons water sources, and disrupts other aspects of human, animal, and plant life. Not only that, but oil and gas production are some of the main contributors to air pollution. The Alberta oil sands operations alone emit 70 megatons of greenhouse gases every year, upon which there are currently no restrictions. Hooray Canada. Yay!
0: That's what you hear.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And abandoned oil wells are also a huge problem. There are more than 3.2 million abandoned oil wells in the U.S., and they emit about 281 kilotons of methane, which is about 30 times more potent than CO2 into the air and that's just the u.s like i mean there's tons of oil like abandoned wells like in canada in like saudi arabia basically any oil producing country it's, it's shocking oh yeah hmm.
0: uh so fracking fracking which is also called hydraulic fracturing is another harmful oil extraction method france bulgaria spain switzerland and switzerland have banned fracking on their country soil while other countries states and cities have either banned the practice in their jurisdiction jurisdiction
1: mm.
0: or place a memorandum on further operations until environmental impact assessments can be completed. Uh, fracking is a process by which a hole is bored a mile deep into the earth. Then a chemical laden sludge is pumped into the, into said hole to cause. Fiss- oh man. Fissures in the layer of shale at the bottom form, uh from the cracks in the slate seeps forth oil and natural gases. That's a hard one. Sorry. A couple of hard words that I haven't had to use in a while. So, uh,
1: that's a hard one. And I think you, I think you said memorandum, very close. Moratorium.
0: Moratorium. Sorry. Yeah,
1: moratorium. (laughs) Yes. Those, yeah, those are, there's a lot of hard words. I was, I got fancy when I wrote this one. (laughs)
0: Yeah, you did. I'm just sitting here going, oh, oh man. (laughs) She's throwing me a curveball.
1: (laughs) So. Yes, obviously the point of fracking is to collect the oil and gas that escapes, but unfortunately, some of it escapes into the atmosphere and surrounding Earth. Fracking uses millions of gallons of water to crack the shale later to get the oil underneath. And not only is it a colossal waste of water, but that water is mixed with many harmful chemicals, including, but not limited to, hydrochloric acid, methanol, and ammonium bisulfate. And it's not uncommon for the slurry to contain uranium, mercury, and lead as well. So imagine, like, yeah, all of those and- things uh, getting into the soil and, like, getting into the atmosphere. Mm-hmm. It's not good. It makes
0: it completely unusable. And, like, there's there's places – there's ta- there are towns in the U.S. that are so negatively impacted by fracking – Mm. from nearby areas that they have no drinking water they're not allowed to use water from their tap for anything because it's just completely harmful and toxic
1: which is crazy because that i mean like that shouldn't exist in a developed country you should be able to at least at minimum have clean drinking water Mm -hmm. that isn't gonna but wait kill you there's more (laughs) oh no oh my god
0: all that liquid including the harmful chemicals usually end up percolating through the surrounding soil and entering other water sources. <gasps> if the land nearby is being used for a cultivation, it could contaminate crops. Crops, Sorry. Not to mention it, how it could contaminate drinking water, which you just mentioned. Mm-hmm. Poisoning plants, animals, and humans. There's also some concern that it could cause earthquakes. Mm. Very true. Yeah. I mean, you're disrupting the layer of the earth, so like, yeah, of course it potentially you run the risk of causing an earthquake or mudslide or landslide or something.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I think like when I was researching this, I came across like, uh, and I think I mentioned this in the blog post, uh, but in England, because I I remember it was in the news like a couple of years ago a lot, because there was a lot of protests against fracking in England specifically. And it was because there was some kind of problem or some incident nearby, like there's, I guess there's like an oil field in like the northwest of England. And uh, they were doing fracking there. And apparently it did cause, like, it did cause some very minor earthquakes in the area.
0: I'm sure they enjoyed that.
1: Yeah, I did. Nah.
0: (laughs) A a, a a seismically stable area, all of a sudden it has an earthquake. And they're just like, oh,
1: the hell? Yeah, I'd imagine imagine it would be, like, really shocking, especially if you're not used to that kind of stuff. Very minor. I think, like, they said it was, like, a 2.3 on the Richter scale. But still, I mean, Uh, yeah, yeah, that's not good.
0: If if stuff starts shaking and, like two point that's that's hard enough for a picture to fall off of a wall, potentially yeah. depending on how shallow it was. Right. I mean, if you if you again, if you live in a place that's very seismically stable and you don't have earthquakes like ever, mm. and you're all of a sudden you feel this shaking and pictures are falling off walls, like that's that's terrifying.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's super scary.
0: Okay. Coming from somebody who went from never being around an earthquake to moving to a place where earthquakes were common. <laughs> the first one was terrifying (laughs) oh
1: where's that which place is that
0: uh i went from living in oregon Mm -hmm. to living in alaska when i was when i was little Mm. and we had a we had quite a few small and then quite a few big earthquakes when i was living in alaska and the first one uh i think i was in like second grade was Mm -hmm. the first time i experienced a really big one and like the whole under the table drill and everything like that. I was like, yeah, 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 it's never gonna happen. And then it did happen. I was like, oh my God,
1: this is the worst thing ever. (laughs) Whoa. So next up is seismic reflection, which like before I did this, I hadn't really heard about, Um, but it's also a major problem. Basically it's kind of similar to sonar. So it Mm. uses an explosion, air gun or seismic vibrator to create waves, which are then reflected off shapes and objects. From that information, experts are able to figure out where the oil is underground. So when this is happening on land, forests might need to be cleared and roads built to allow access for vehicles and equipment, obviously disturbing Mm. the environment and animal life. But it seems to have a more profound effect in the water. So when they're using it in the ocean, it seems to be quite a bit worse.
0: Oh, yuck. In the water, seismic waves can have a severe negative impact on marine animals that are sensitive to sounds and vibrations such as whales, whales, porpoises, and dolphins, many species of which are either threatened or endangered. Humpback whales have been observed to circumvent seismic reflection zones by as much as 3 kilometers. The noises could stress out animals, disorient them or even def- deafen them to the point where they might not be able to hear others let's say mating calls which you would which would obviously affect population down the line
1: yeah yeah it was kind of hard to find information about that most of the stuff that i saw uh, online like the like the top like google searches like on the full first page of google were just talking about like what is seismic reflections and methodology but they didn't talk about the environmental impact so i think there are at this time still very few people who are actually doing research on that but yeah so i think i think we don't really quite even now understand the exact scope of the damage that this kind of process or this method can actually do yeah Mm. i
0: mean uh they have i've seen reports on how uh dolphins and whales have been known to follow submarines Mm. because of the sonar pings that they give off right attracts them to them So, like, I mean, obviously, these animals are very sensitive to any kind of noises in the ocean that Mm. are either new or, uh, you know, loud. And so, yeah, of course, it would cause some some sort of disruption.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And interrupt their, like, migratory patterns, et cetera, depending Mm -hmm. on where it is. That's pretty bad. So now I want to go back to pipelines for a second. So pipelines in general are considered to be a low-risk way of transporting oil. But when things go wrong, boy, they can go very wrong. We're talking deaths, injuries, general destruction, and mass contamination. So in 2010, a pipeline rupture in San Bruno, California, killed eight people and destroyed 38 homes. Also, the spill incident in the Gulf of Mexico was far from the first time Royal Dutch Shell was on the chopping block.
0: A group of farmers in Nigeria filled a, filed a case against the company due to a series of spills near villages uh, Goi and Aruma between 2004 and 2007. Again, I apologize about name pronunciation. Uh, that sounded the, good <laughs> <to me>. Sorry. <laughs> the lawsuit was filed in 2008 and Royal Dutch Shell was ordered to compensate the farmers at the beginning of this year. In 2008, there were two large spills in the community of bundo or bodo Mm. where tens of thousands of barrel barrels of oil were spilled fishermen from the region sued for damages and were awarded 84 million dollars in 2015
1: yeah and it's just like uh i saw some of the pictures of this area i remember reading about it briefly a couple of years ago Mm -hmm. I think when like the stuff was kind of like more relevant, like there, so the the Royal Dutch Shell has like a couple of oil fields and like the drilling operations in that area. And it's just like, I guess Mm -hmm. because it's Nigeria, uh, there's just like not really much, what's the word I'm looking for? Accountability. Right. I guess, or even like responsibility. So the Royal Dutch Shell has just been doing whatever they want, and there's tons of spillage, tons of spillage. So the pictures I was looking at from the area, like the ground is literally black.
0: Ooh, that's yeah, not and
1: good. then so yeah, and there's like a bunch of like fishermen and farmer kind of like miling around, and like you know, like they they just kind of touch the ground, and, like their hand comes away black, like just slick with oil. It's crazy. Mm-hmm.
0: That's yeah. that's not good. Like no. that should not be happening. No, I mean. I know, I know that pipelines can be good because, like in Alaska, uh, residents get a stipend for from the pipeline or not okay. from the pipeline, but because of the pipeline, residents who have lived in Alaska for more than two years do receive a uh, stipend of sorts. Depending hmm. on, uh, I'm not sure if they're still doing that or how much it is currently. But when I was growing up there, that's what happened, and uh, so I mean it does have some positive impacts, but. It, it doesn't necessarily outweigh the negative impacts of just you know like like you said if something goes wrong something goes very very wrong Mm. like these pipelines aren't like little little pipes that you have in your house running down the way no these are like these pipes are gigantic they're like two or three people tall they're like 16 Mm -hmm. 17 feet tall and imagine that going all the way around and it's just it's not good
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's not good. And then like, and with the like the pipelines, because yeah, because I'm Canadian. So I've heard about the Keystone pipeline in particular for for a while now. And then, uh, and there's been a lot of opposition to it. And there has been a lot of opposition for a bit. Uh, And a lot of it too comes from like First Nations communities. Because, yeah. like, think about the pipeline too. So even just the construction, not even the yep. existence of or the transportation of the petroleum, it's not it's not just the only problem. But it's also how it affects the environment during construction as well. So, I mean, like, you know, you, like you were saying, these pipelines are huge. So they have to, like, clear away a lot of land and, like, dig these really deep holes and stuff uh, in order to install them. And I think right. with the Keystone XL pipeline especially, it was supposed to be... It was planned to be put through a lot a of river. like protected wetland areas or something mm-hmm. or like some like really sensitive habitats and ecological zones and stuff, um, which is yep. horrible. And then also like in terms of like the Native Americans um, or well, First Nations people, they I think the pipeline was supposed to go like on their land <laughs> Which, mm-hmm. I mean, the government just decided, yeah, we're going to do this without consulting them, without asking for permission, without like, Right, you without know, the... pay-
0: paying them compensation compensation for their the use of their land or anything like that, yeah. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I mean, just... I, I don't know much about the construction of the pipeline in Alaska, but I do know that um, because of the permafrost, mm. uh, which means that the ground is permanently frozen below a certain depth, uh, so they couldn't bury the pipeline so instead the pipeline is raised and it stands on struts all through uh uh, the re (laughs) basically for the majority of the length of it it's above ground so they have to make sure that the pipe stays uh, at a certain temperature of warmth so it doesn't freeze so that the oil can continue to flow they have to make sure that you know there are not any leaks along the way they have to make sure that you know uh the animal life that like the caribou and uh deer and other animals are able to pass underneath of it without any issues and things like that. So like, there's a lot that they have to take into consideration that I don't think in the beginning they may have taken into consideration, but right. yeah.
1: Yeah, I think they just, uh like some people in their minds, they're just like, oh, if I build this, you know, pipe, a pipe, pipe's not a big deal, right? And then they're just like, and I can make a lot of money. <laughs> and then they just kind of-
0: Right, and then yeah. you, you don't, yeah, no, it's just like, the inconsiderate the inconsiderate nature of just being like, oh, I'm just going to build this thing. It's not a big deal. Mm. Well, have you asked the people who are going to be impacted by you building said thing? No? Oh, okay. So you don't really know if it's going to be a big impact or not because you haven't bothered to talk to anybody about it. Mm. Just, It's very inconsiderate in my opinion. And I'm just like, come on, guys. Like, yeah. Let's be a little bit more conscientious of what we're doing to others around us. And just have some common courtesy and some common sense please
1: yeah and a lot of times like i know in canada uh, they do there there is supposed to be environmental impact assessments whenever you're doing construction Mm -hmm. for something but i feel like half of the time more than half the time they're they're, those assessments are very kind of politicized so Mm -hmm. i think the people who are supposed to be conducting them kind of rush through them and like omit a lot of sensitive information in order just to like get it approved faster and even like right. in my own village I mean this has nothing to do with pipelines or anything but where I was growing up we have this sort of <laughs> wetland area and the the village in order to install some trails kind of filled some of that wetland in and uh, I think it, it's a very small scale so I don't think it's like too bad but I remember my sister, who was like an environmental engineer or forestry engineer, mm-hmm. she, she was like really angry. <laughs> yeah, she's just like, you guys didn't even do an assessment, and my mom was like, it's fine. <laughs> it's probably, not, <laughs> but it's probably not fine. Yeah.
0: No, probably not. Like mm. who knows uh, what filling in uh, a stretch of of uh, like enough putting it putting in enough dirt to cr- to create a dry trail in that area is going to cause. Yeah, and then also consider the fact that. Over the course of time, all that dirt going to end up eventually getting spread out into the wetland itself, right. not potentially raising it and not having it be a wetland anymore. Yeah, or for as long as a period of time, because the, the added soil into that area from the dirt trail that gets you know beaten down from the weather and from people walking on it. So like mm. if they were going to do that, they probably should have probably should have considered doing a raised wooden bridge kind of thing.
1: Yeah, that might bring been... bringing in dirt. Yeah. And then just even like attracting more people to that area, which is, I guess, is something to do with the pipelines too, because like pipelines Mm -hmm. do require maintenance. Like you were saying, like in Alaska, people need to check the temperatures and stuff all the time. So whenever you're installing a pipeline, you're not just installing the pipeline, but you're also inviting, I guess, more human, how can I say? activity to that area so people yeah. like coming and yeah. going you have to build roads in order to access the pipelines etc so you're just the
0: employees and the workers
1: yeah maybe setting up some bases and stuff like equipment like sheds or whatever so yeah there's a lot of things that kind of go hand in hand that i think we don't really consider whenever we we, we make these projects but are well, yeah i mean still important How
0: how often does the everyday person consider you know Oh, a pipeline. Like, what? What does that even mean to the everyday person? Like, Mm. most most people are like, oh, a pipeline. You mean like the thing that I put in my yard so that I can water my garden without having to, you know, go out there and stand with the hose? Mm. That that kind of like pipeline. Like, what are you talking about? Like, it doesn't it doesn't inspire the pictures that you would see if you looked up like the pipeline in Alaska or the Keystone pipeline. If you like looked that stuff up and like looked at actual pictures of it that's not what you that's not i don't think what most people would think when they're like Mm. oh yeah pipeline Uh uh-huh
1: yeah it's like oh dang it's way worse (laughs) (laughs) it's way bigger than i thought Hmm. (laughs) yikes yeah it's kind of Ugh, it's a problem so anyway but in conclusion uh the extraction transportation and consumption of oil is awful And we should give it up altogether. People's lives, animal habitats, and entire swaths of land have been destroyed in this objectionable pursuit. Nowadays, we have the technology, the science, and the drive to switch to renewable energy sources. But there remains many obstacles to realize this dream anytime soon.
0: So if you want to stick it to the oil industries, basically, you got to be the change you want to be in the world. Take public transportation as much as possible. Cycle. Trade up for an electric car. Try to fly less and buy local. And vote for representatives that support renewable energy policies. Oil is finite. So it's just a matter of time before it's gone anyways. Let's do what we can to speed that process along, shall we?
1: Sounds good to me. I'm in.
0: Go back to using glass, guys, for your bottled (sighs) water. Go back to using glass for your soda. Like, why do we need to have plastic? It's no more convenient than having glass, but it is less renewable. Mm. Glass you can break down, shatter, and throw in a fire and reform it as many times as you want. It will continually be a flexible product. Whereas plastic, which is made from oil, is not.
1: Yeah, it's kind of it's like, <laughs> no, you're right. And it's it's sort of, it's interesting because I think we don't even really realize. Like, I think some people probably feel like me. Sometimes I feel this way because at the moment I don't own a car. So I either mm-hmm. take like public transportation or I cycle or I walk everywhere. So oh, yeah. I feel like yeah, so I feel like my my environmental impact is relatively low. But however, I still use plastic products and like you know, all that stuff, like you're saying, like places a demand on petroleum, oil. So it's like whenever we are de- mm-hmm. when if there's demand for it, it's going They're to continue, continue to, to be produced. It. And then like even just the like the production, the extraction, the refine, refining um turning that oil like into plastic products for example using it in vehicles like every step of the sort of like oil to consumer process has a very negative impact on the environment so basically we just mm-hmm. should just get rid of all of it <laughs> as much as possible uh, yeah get i mean out it's, of here. it's
0: it's always easier said than done but mm. like uh i've taken steps to grow my own garden right. I, I use Mason jars that I use for canning, it you know once those jars are done for canning, like I've used the product that I put in them, mm-hmm. I just you know throw them in the washing machine, rinse them out, and then you know voila, I have an extra cup, yeah, <laughs> or an or an extra uh, you know container that I could throw some yogurt and some granola in for like a breakfast on the go if I need to, and just you mm-hmm. know throw a reusable cap on top and off I go, yeah. And I didn't need, didn't even need to use a plastic tubware.
1: Ha. Nice. <laughs> Yeah, the glass tumblers are nice anyway. Like they're nicer than the plastic yeah. ones for sure. And like, God, yeah, yeah. And if you're the kind of person who, like, I mean, I I usually make coffee at home. Uh, and, and mm-hmm. like you were saying, these days I'm making cold brew coffee, so I just kind of pour the coffee grounds into a recycled. Uh, it used to have tomato paste in it, but now I use it for coffee. <laughs> but anyway, a recycled glass <laughs> jar. Yeah, yeah. And then I just kind of like that sit like sit in the fridge and turn into coffee over a couple of hours and anyway so I do that um but if you're the kind of person who gets takeout coffee like get a tumbler
0: <laughs> yeah Or take a tumbler with you usually they give you a discount for bringing your own cup anyways
1: true and then yep. I don't know I
0: know Starbucks does I'm not sure about any of the other coffee shops but I know still
1: I remember I worked at a coffee shop in Canada before and we would give we would like charge the person the size down so if they were getting like a large we would like just charge them for a medium
0: yeah, which is like a twenty to twenty cents to like a dollar difference, depending on what size you're getting. Yeah, and
1: I mean that stuff adds up, you know. So I mean, like you know, win-win, win-win, win. Exactly.
0: You you help save the environment and stick it to the man, and also you know, uh, save money. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Super important. Okay. So anyway, that's all we have for today. So if you want to read a little bit more, check out our blog on our website. So I took most of this information from the blog post that I wrote about oil. Um, the title of the post is called "Oil, comma, etc." Because I couldn't think of anything <laughs> else, I just called it that. Love it. Yeah, thank you. So, it, I mean, most of the information is kind of the same, but there's some additional information that I left out of the podcast script. So, there's some uh, some nice surprise surprises. I don't know if I would say nice surprises, shocking <laughs> surprises. Un, un- Additional unpleasant.
0: commentary.
1: Additional commentary. Yeah, that's included in the blog post <laughs> that's not in the podcast episode. So you should check it out if you want.
0: Yeah and please comment subscribe like and share etc uh if you like this episode it really helps us out if you want to that's it for her, today folks uh, thanks so much for Patreon tuning in our
1: and as always so up please support this work by subscribing and AMA, donating AMA to our cause at team. Team really it. <laughs> it's very donors reasonable. get access
0: <laughs> to specific content like stickers <laughs> t-shirts and postcards yes. from our yeah. journey you can donate for as little as $5 and the benefits build from there go to our website for more info
1: or find us on Facebook, Instagram and and Twitter at Team Get Over It thanks for
0: for listening and catch us next time on Get
1: Over It I have no idea depends on what you're listening to this episode on could be anywhere (laughs) on your computer screen somewhere
0: (laughs) alrighty well we'll see you next time guys
1: Okay, bye-bye. Bye. I love, like, I mean, I love like,
0: how you're whispering it.
1: I know, it It sounds really great when I get close to the mic like this and
0: whisper. Far. <laughs> I was <laughs> just like, gonna say that. Moist. <laughs> <voiced. laughs> in 2015, President Obama delayed the project over environmental concerns. Then, Trump tried to get the ball rolling again in 2007 in january 2007 sorry 2017 my bad that's right. <laughs> i'm dyslexic Guys, forgive me <laughs> i'm gonna start that one over
1: sure <laughs> yeah yeah even like from the cracks in the shale seeps forth oil and natural gases i wouldn't like really dramatic <laughs>